unlock a new era in podcasting with Unfiltered Studios. Ready to break free from the ordinary? Dive into a world where authenticity meets innovation. Our network isn't just about podcasts. It's a revolution. From nostalgia to movies, sports to self-improvement, find your favorite podcast in an array of diverse shows. Only at Unfiltered Studios. Join the movement. Subscribe to Unfiltered Studios today and join the podcasting revolution. Unfiltered Studios, where every voice finds its place. Visit unfpod.com today to find your favorite show. Unfiltered Studios will help you press record. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. I hope everybody's feeling blessed on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon that God has decided to bless us in. Let's go ahead and give God some praise right where you're standing, right where you're sitting, and right where you're laying. You know, guys, we need to usher the Holy Spirit on in. We need to usher Jesus in, guys. When you wake up in the morning, whether it be the morning, the afternoon, just call out to him. He will come running in a hairy. In fact, I know that I know that I know that I know that he is always with me. All I got to do is talk to him and ask him to come on in. So let's thank him on this beautiful afternoon that God has decided to bless us in right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for waking us up and breathing your breath into our bodies on this day. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy because we know that it is new every single day of our lives, Father God. Heavenly Father, as we stand before you today, let us come boldly but humbly to the throne casting all our cares upon you this day, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, you said in your word, where two, three or more are gathered, so you are there, so in the midst, Heavenly Father. You said in your word, Father God, that you'll never forsake us and that you'll never lead us, Father God. Heavenly Father, so as we go through our day today, Father God, let your light shine brightly through us, Father God. Heavenly Father, we ask you right now to forgive us for anything that we done, said, or thought that was unpleasing unto you, Father God. Let your will be done in our lives today. Heavenly Father, as you breathe your breath into our bodies today, Father God, let our minds stay steadfast on your word, Father God. Let our minds stay in heavenly places, oh Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, let us have faith today as small as a mustard seed, oh Heavenly Father, because you said in your word, without faith, it is impossible to please you, Father God. But you also said in your word, Heavenly Father, that those that do believe, Father God, that you are a warder of those who diligently seek you, Father God. And we come seeking this day. We ask for guidance. We ask for strength. 
We ask for direction. We ask for insight, oh Heavenly Father. We ask that you etch the words of your daily bread across the tables of our hearts, oh Heavenly Father. Let us be reminded that you are the great I am, that all our salvation belongs to you, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, as we dwell in our secret dwelling place, Father God, Father God, let us be reminded, Father God, that we abide up under your almighty shadow, Father God. Let us, our feet stay planted, Father God, and anchored in you on this day, Father God. May we yield a hundredfold return on any seeds that we planted, oh Heavenly Father. And let us not go anxious or weary, Father God, but keep our mind and our hearts on you, Father God. Fill us up with your word today, Father God. Those that have ears, let them hear, Father God. Those that have eyes, let them see, Heavenly Father, because we know that you are able to do all things in heaven and on earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen, everybody. I hope everybody's feeling blessed on this beautiful, beautiful day that God has decided uh, to walk us in on this afternoon. My apologies, my apologies. Um, I had some other things going on. I had some other commitments that I did not know that was still on my calendar. And, you know, sometimes confusion happens. You know, Satan is the author of confusion. That is his job um, to steal, kill, and destroy. So what we gonna do is we gonna chop it up as it is just a moment. Hi, everybody. This is just a moment. And, you know, we gonna let the Holy Spirit have its way today. Guys, I was reading over the word last night and I was telling you guys on Monday to go ahead and read Deuteronomy. And I will tell you how the Holy Spirit will check you if your thought pattern is not right, if your direction is not right. He will check you, he will chastise you, or he'll give you something to think about, something to ponder on. And I was reading through Deuteronomy and I said, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. We can't forget to talk about some things that happen in Deuteronomy. So as I was letting God have his way in my life, uh, in my thought pattern, as I was reading, I was reminded of how Moses died on the Mount of Nebo. And I said, before I go into the book of Joshua, as I said on Monday, that I thought maybe I would go ahead and read a little bit out of Deuteronomy to get us to all this great man of God, all the obedience, all the leadership that took place from the time that he had Moses bring his people out of Israel, I mean, out of Egypt into 
the wilderness. There was a lot of stuff that took place. And in my own thinking, we read quite a bit in Exodus. We read quite a bit in Numbers. And as I was reading in my commentary, my commentary said that most of Deuteronomy was just a recap of things that we already read, right? So with that being said, you know, when I went over to my Bible on last night, there were some things that grabbed my attention, grabbed my heart. I meditated, I pondered on it this morning while I was moving around doing the things that made me late <laughs> to the show. And I said, you know what? I cannot forget about this part. So. Guys, let's move on over and let's move back to Deuteronomy chapter 32. And then we're going to move into 33. And if time permits, we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on over to Joshua. But I could not negate this information. So chapter 32, verse 48 it reads like this. Get this right here. It reads like this. On the same day, the Lord told Moses, go up into Abiram Range to Mount Nebo in Moab, across from Jericho, and view Canaan, the land I'm giving the Israelites as their own possession. There on the mountain that you have climbed, you will die and you will be gathered to your people, just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. This is because both you both broke faith with me in the presence of the Israelites at the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the desert of Zen. And because you did not uphold my holiness among the Israelites, therefore you will see the land only from a distance. You will not enter the land I'm giving to the people of Israel. Guys, I thought that that was something that I wanted to read. And I know I touched on it fairly lightly on Monday. But just rereading it for myself in my own time, for those of you that don't have a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father, those of you that has never re read the Bible, I thought it was particularly important that I don't lead you out of numbers, skip Deuteronomy without giving you something of substance and, and at the at the ending and the important part of Moses not being able to enter. I spoke about this on our last Bible study um, where Aaron and Moses struck the rock and was told to speak to the rock in Meribah. And right here, God plainly tells him, it was because both of you broke faith with me in the presence of Israel at the waters of Meribah. And I thought that was particularly important. But as we go on 
into chapter 33, Moses blesses the tribes. And the Bible tells me that when he blesses the tribes, this is what he says. And for those of you that's just joining the show this morning, I mean, this afternoon, because it is afternoon. Um, guys, I am reading out of my NIV this morning, and it reads like this. This is the blessing that Moses, the man of God, pronounced on the Israelites before his death. He said, the Lord came from Sinai and darned over them from Seir. He shone forth from Mount Paran. He he came with mandarins of holy ones from the south, from his mountain slopes. Surely it is you who love the people. All the holy ones are in your hand. At your feet, they all bow down. And from you receive instruction. The law that Moses gave us, the possessions of the assembly, of Jacob, he is king over Jeshurun. When the leaders of the people assembled along with the tribes of Israel, let Reuben live and not die, nor his people be few. And this he said about Judah. Hear, Lord, the cry of Judah. Bring him to his people. With his own hands, he defends his cause. Oh, be his help against his foes. About Levi, he said, your Nathanthem, I can't pronounce that, guys, and Urim belong to your faithful servant. You tested him in Manasseh. You contended with him at the waters of Mirabal. He said of his father and his mother, I have no regard for them. He did not recognize his brothers or acknowledge his own children, but he watched over your word and guarded your com and guarded your covenant. He teaches your precepts, precepts to Jacob and your law to Israel. He offers incense before you in a whole burnt offering on altars. Bless all of his skills, Lord, and be pleased with the works of his hands. Strike down those who rise against him, his foes till they rise no more. About Benjamin, he said, let the beloved of the Lord rest secure in him for he shields him all day long and the one the Lord loves rests between his shoulders. About Joseph, he said, may the Lord bless his land with the precious dews from heaven above and with the deep waters that lie below. With the best the sun brings forth, and the finest the moon can yield. With the choices of gifts of the ancient mountains 
and the fruitfulness of the everlasting hills. With the best gifts of the earth in its fullness, and with the favor of him who dwells in the burning bush. Let all these rest on the heads of Joseph and on the brow of the prince among his brothers. In majesty, he is like the firstborn bull. His horns are the horns of a wild ox. With them, he will gore the nations, even those at the end of the earth. Such are the ten thousands of Ephraim. Such are the thousands of Manasseh. And about Zeblum, he said, Rejoice, Zeblum, in your going and out. And you, Issachar, in your tents, they will summon peoples to the mountains and there offer the sacrifice of the righteous. They will feast on the abundance of the seas, on the treasures hidden in the sand. About Gade, he said, blessed is he who enlarges Gade's domain. Gade lives like a lion tearing at the arm or head. He chooses the best land for himself. The leader's portion was kept for him. When the heads of the people assemble, he carried out the Lord's righteous will and his judgments concerning Israel. About Dan, he said, Dan is a lion cub springing out of Basham. About Napatali, he said, Napatali is abounding with the favor of the Lord and is full of his blessings. He will inherit southward to the lake. About Asher, he said, most blessed of the sons of Asher. Let him be favored by his brothers and let him bathe his feet in oil. The bolts of the gates will be iron and bronze and your strength will equal your days. There is no one like the God of Jeshua who rides across the heavens to help you and on the clouds in his majesty. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will drive out your enemies before you, saying, destroy them. So Israel will live in safety. Jacob will dwell secure in the land of grain and new wine. When the heavens drop dew, blessed are you, Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, he is your shield and your helper, and your glorious sword. Your enemies will cower before you, and you will tread on their heights. That is the blessing that Moses talked about from tribe to tribe. And as we go on to the death of Moses, chapter 34, out of my NIV reads exactly like this. Then Moses climbed Mount Nebo from the plains of Moab to the top of Pisgah across from the Jericho. There the Lord showed him the whole land 
from Gilead to Dan, all of Napatali, the territory of Ephraim and Minnesota, all the land of Judah as far as the Mediterranean Sea. And the Navi in the whole region from the valley of Jericho, the city of Palms as far as Zor. Then the Lord said to him, this is the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob when I said, I will give it to your descendants. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you will not cross over into it. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in Moab, as the Lord had said. He buried him in Moab, in the valley opposite of Beth Peor. But to this day, no one knows where his grave is. Moses was 120 years old when he died. Yet his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. The Israelites grieved for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days until the time of weeping and mourning was over. Now Joshua the son of Nun was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord had commanded Moses. And since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, who did all those signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his officials into the whole land. For no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of Israel. Guys, I don't know about you, but that blessed my spirit. I don't know about you guys, but that blessed my spirit to know that Moses was still being blessed by God. For me, in my own little mind, as I read that yesterday on last night, and as I read it again just now to you guys, that just filled my spirit. But it also taught me a valuable lesson. When we are disobedient and we cannot hear from God, I've said it before and I will say it again. God will chastise his children. And it's not to make you feel bad. It's not for you to ponder that thing. But it is to let you know in a correctiveness that you were disobedient. And we all do it. We all say things. We all go through things in life that'll pull us back into our flesh. And reading the word for me is a reminder of the things that I ought not be doing and of the things that I've already done. 
Now, God does not allow us to wallow in the things that he's already forgiven us for. But he will come along with the word, whether it's through your text, whether it's do somebody, whatever the case may be, he will come along as a reminder, like we do with small children and we tap them on their hand, ah, ah, ah. don't touch that, don't do that again. I also was reminded of that in a previous conversation that I had on yesterday evening, if you guys got a chance to, to, to catch my la um, random live on last night. I was talking about how the atmosphere has shifted. And it had been tugging and tugging and tugging at my heart for about three or four days. It had been tugging on my heart and I was feeling a sense of sadness, pondering some of the things that I was seeing in the world, in the nation, in small circles and large circles with people I don't know, people I do know. And it was starting to touch my spirit. So I got on a live on Tuesdays and shout out to Chronicles of a Virgo. She came onto the live and we talked about some things. And although the conversation went in different areas that it wasn't meant to go, as I woke up this morning, I started to think about that thing. And I read some of the comments and I said, Lord, don't let me misinterpret something that I'm reading. I had made a suggestion of how I think people take stuff like religion, the gospel. Right now we're living in an age where mental therapy is on a rise. And I thank God for it. Those of us need it. We all need some type of outlet, whether it be going to your word, spending time with God, spending time with your heavenly father, asking the Holy Spirit to come on in and give you some insight, or whether it's going to a therapist, or whether it's doing both. Because God gives us the tools to get through this thing that we call life. And as I, I was reading the comments, I decided to go back and take a listen to some of the things that I was talking about. And I made a statement and I asked my friend if, I, if, if she thought mental health, religion, and some other things sometime can be used for capital gain when we're out here on social media. And we all know it. We all know someone that's been there a time or two. Uh, uh, whether it was a season, one of our elders, or even if it was us personally. I've had some times in my life where I have gotten taken advantage of on a scam. We all know someone that has some times in their life that they have gotten taken advantage of a scam. And as I was reading some of the comments, and I don't know if I misread the comment, but... The comments said something to the point of um, 
let's not mock or abuse mental health because mental therapy, uh, some people use social media. Um, that is their place. That is their avenue for their release if they're going through something mentally or physically. And I kind of wanted to clear that up. And Holy Spirit, you got to help me with this one because I don't want to muddy the waters, but I was saying it from a point of view of people use so many things that are serious, that are, are serious things in this world today for capital gain. I don't want people using the word, someone's disability, someone's capability mentally or physically as a host, as a ruse, as a way to take for someone that's really hurting. So when I posed that question, that's where I was coming from. So to any of the listeners that listened in on last night, and maybe I just got it confused as I was reading, because sometimes I'll send out a text or I'll message someone and I'll realize after I go back and read it that I missed a word or I missed a step. I was coming from the place of not mocking anything because my Bible tells me in Psalms 1 not to confer with the wicked don't sit and mock don't be like a tree that's blowing whichever way the wind blows but be still and planted so when I made that statement for me thank you Holy Spirit For me, I thought that I would just clean it up and I wouldn't even use the word clean it up. I think what I am thinking now is I want it to be evidently clear that mocking over here is not what we do. But I was posing a question because my guest That is what she talks about on her platform, the helping of people. And I wanted it to be evidently clear that anybody I'm associated with, anybody, anything that I say, it is not for the mocking. And if I ask a question, I really, really genuine don't want to know, or I I don't want to not know, I guess I would say, of how to receive it, how to interpret it. So I was asking it from a point of view of what do you think about the present situation? Because I really wanted to know. Now, mind you, when I went on and started to meditate and I prayed out to God because it was bothering me. And I think that anything that bothers or bugs you Either it's not right or God is trying to tell you something about it. Maybe I shouldn't have posed the question at all. But then also my Bible tells me that do not engage in foolish conversations. Anything that's going to take us 
out of the will of God and put us in another place. Don't engage in that. Don't sit. Don't be proud. Don't be boastful. Don't be scornful. Don't be judgmental. But I was asking from a place of concern for our nation, from a place of, I want to know what someone else's opinion is. And I've already said it to my Heavenly Father, please forgive me for anything that I said, done, or thought that was unpleasing unto you. And maybe certain things should not be asked. However, I do think from my point of view, and I will continue to stand on this, we have got to bridge the communication gap in our generation. There is a communication gap barrier there, and it sticks out like a knife. It cuts like a knife. There's anger in the atmosphere. There is quickness and sharpness of the tongue when you ask simple questions. There is a breakdown in between the seasonal, my elders such as myself, there is a breakdown with the younger generations. And when I say younger generation, I say anybody under my age, I'm 52. That is not meant to be an insult. That is just the way I refer to anybody younger than me. But when I say this, I say this out of love. I see the atmosphere has shifted and it has been shifting for years. But it's more in your face today. And sometimes, and I've said this before, sometimes I've been in conversations where I gotta feel like I gotta explain what I just said. So I gotta break down what I just said for the understanding to come across. And sometimes I know I can be a little bit wonky. (laughs) But as I get older, as the world starts to evolve, as God has breathed his breath in my body and allowed me to be here in this time, I've seen a lot. I've seen the shifts. That's almost like in our parents' day when things started to change, when African-American or colored or black were able to vote, when we came out of slavery, when we were able to make our mark in different areas in this thing that we call life, as different cultures started to come together and heal and love on one another, as we had our first black president, there's a lot of things that I thank God that he allowed these old eyes to see. Some for the good, some for the bad this shift of bitterness and anger lingering was bothering me for a few days as I began to walk through things in my life and look at things that's going on in our world, in the nation, 
and I just wanted to have a conversation about it. But I thought it was very important to clear up anytime we're on this platform and having a dialogue. The dialogue is just that. It's for a understanding to bridge that gap of communication amongst our generations so that we can get an understanding from one another. I always often have these conversations with my hubby and he always refers back to the word as he should as he should. Because I just read to you guys on Monday, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So he'll put it back to me in a way that honors God. In a way that God is saying, look, I, I told you to be obedient. I told you to be faithful. I told you to stand strong. When you can't do anything else, I told you to stand still. And I love that about him. But I also, I have a quirky personality and I like to do a little bit digging. I think that that, that is the investigating part of me or the nosy part of me. <laughs> um, I ask questions. But as I'm going along in my walk with our Heavenly Father, I have come to realize some questions may not need to be asked, but go to your word and ask the Holy Spirit to give you insight. So I wanted to have that conversation at the end of the show today. So we did not get into Joshua on today, but we got into Moses Moses' blessings, and we'll get into Joshua on Friday morning. Friday evening at 3 p.m., we will have a special guest onto the show all the way out of England. Abby will be coming on. She's written a Christian workbook, and she has a foundation that caters to life coaching, mentoring, mentorship to the younger generation, to the ladies, to help us get focused, to help us hear from God. She's also gonna share with us some of her personal experiences. I can't wait to have her own, but because of the time difference, it won't be until 3 p.m. our time. So I will be able to come on and do the morning inspirations with you guys on Friday morning. And then you'll see us back at 3 p.m. on Friday with Abby. Another thing, guys, do not forget about St. Paul Outreach Center coming right here to North Carolina. They'll be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina on August 9th and 10th for the second annual leadership conference. You do not want to miss it. It is going to be the summer of a uh, event of the summer for Winston-Salem especially for anybody that's walking with our Heavenly Father. We're going to have some great keynote speakers there. It is hosted by our very own Bishop Walter Anderson of the St. Paul Outreach Center. More information 
is to come as we go into these months and the summer starts to come upon us and the spring starts to come upon us. I'll be able to filter out to you guys more information. But if you're out of state, and I've had a lot of people reach out to me from out of state saying that they want to come, go ahead and book you a hotel, motel for the downtown area of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, so that you will be able to come to this conference at our very own Marriott Center. So guys, we got that coming up. We got some goody, goody, goodies. For month of March, we've got a guest every Friday. God's will, if nothing uh, comes up on their part or my part, God's will, we got to take it step by step, day by day, hour by hour. So guys, you guys don't forget to do that. Don't forget to join us Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays at 11, 11.30 a.m., for a reading of the word, for prayer, to fill up our cups. Ask God to fill us with the Holy Spirit. Ask God to fill up a, a cup up today with his daily bread, his daily reading, and fellowship with one another. Peace and blessings until next time. I'll catch you guys on the next time around. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show today. I am not going to go any later than 40 minutes, and we're going to get back to our regular 30 minutes. But I have to say, when God lays something on your heart, do not be afraid to speak it. I am coming out of my shell, coming from behind the veil. And I want God to be able to use me any way that he sees fit. I also want to be able to be obedient to his word. I want him to whisper to me, to chastise me. I want him in every area of my life, good, bad, and the indifferent. And we read about that a few weeks ago. Trials, tests, tribulations, they build endurance. Endurance builds that faith, that faith You'll be able to stand. You'll be able to hear from God. You'll be able to be obedient to his word. And none of us, none of us have arrived yet. We all make mistakes. Don't let your mistake in your moment, in your second, in your minute, or in your hour, or in your day. Don't let that one mistake stop you from moving forward. Dust yourself off. Get back up and continue to ask God, what is his will for your life? What is is it that he wants you to do for him that day? And don't lean to your own understanding. That's something that I had to realize. And don't lean to anyone else's understanding. My husband tells me all the time, Take it to God. You want my opinion about it, but you need to take it to God. And and wait. Wait for that small, still voice to give you an answer. Peace and blessings to you all. Until next time.
This podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information.